everyone. Welcome back to the second season of the All Atlantic podcast. My name is Mariana and I'm a former All Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassador. And it's a great pleasure to be here with you and talk about the ocean. The All Atlantic Talks podcast fosters the engagement of stakeholders, joint pilot actions and youth ambassadors of the All Atlantic Ocean Research and Innovation Alliance. This podcast is coordinated by the Brazilian National Council of State Funding Agencies, the Brazilian National Council for Scientific and Technological Development, and the Brazilian Ministry of Science, Technology and Innovation, and is under the ANCOR project that is supported by the European Commission. Today, we embark on a journey to explore aquaculture research and innovation in the Atlantic region, and this is also the topic of one of the joint pilot actions of the ANCOR project, the All Atlantic Aquaculture Technology and Innovation Platform. And to have this very interesting conversation with us, I would like to welcome our guests for today's episode. Welcome David Bassett, General Secretary of the European Agriculture Technology and Innovation Platform. Nice to meet you, David. Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for the invitation to take part in this discussion today. Thank you so much, David. We also have here with us Marisa Brinkho, our Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassador, from the University of Cape Town in Astro, postdoctoral research fellow. Welcome, Marisa. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, really looking forward to today's discussions. Thank you so much, Marisa. We also welcome Eline Dugenie, also from the second cohort of the Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassadors and from the University of Toulon, graduate assistant in research and teaching, and soon moving to the University of Padua, for a postdoctoral research. Welcome, Eileen. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on today. I'm glad to be part of this discussion with you all. Thank you so much for being here with us. I think it would be great for us to start with a little bit of background. So could you tell us about your work in the aquaculture field, please? And I'm going to start with David and also ask you about the joint pilot action, please. Thank you very much. Um, so in terms of the work I'm currently doing, my role is uh, to be the General Secretary of a European technology platform, ETIP, which is um, the Aquaculture Technology and Innovation Platform. We were founded back in um, 2008, very much at the encouragement of the European Commission, to be a multi-stakeholder platform to support and promote the development of sustainable aquaculture through research and innovation, specifically through the consideration and establishment of um, a strategic research and innovation agenda for the aquaculture sector. To explain what um, we mean by multi-stakeholder, we refer to uh, our membership, which comprises uh, representatives of industry across the entire aquaculture value chain, academia, research clusters, and also NGO or civil society groups, in addition to other linked membership associations and networks uh, working in the sector. Alongside that, we work closely with government and policymakers advising on research and innovation needs for the development of the sector. ETIP also operates alongside a network of mirror platforms, and by that, we mean regional or national research and innovation clusters who also have a similar multi-stakeholder membership composition. And indeed, we work with other international platforms also. In addition to our European work, one of the priority areas for European technology platforms is identified as international collaboration activity 
And it's through that role that we are here today discussing the All Atlantic collaboration. You mentioned the um, joint pilot action and what we are trying to achieve uh, within the Anchor CSA. Uh, well, this specific joint pilot action is addressing uh, the topic of the development of multi-stakeholder platforms, taking the ETIP case study and methodology as a starting point, and considering the potential for application in other nations and regions across the Atlantic. We were originally invited to take part in the action uh, by colleagues within the European Commission, uh, further to previous international collaboration activities we've undertaken um, primarily in South Asia. The joint pilot action is considering the desire for and the effectiveness of stakeholder collaboration within and between Atlantic nations and to see what strategic research and innovation requirements there are for the development of national aquaculture sectors and to consider then what scope there is for wider international collaboration on an Atlantic basis. I must emphasize that the JPA is not prescriptive. It's very much a case of undertaking stakeholder mapping at the regional or, or national level, and then convening these stakeholders and their existing networks and strategies to see what benefits the multi-stakeholder platform model might bring. And so far, and if I can give a personal perspective on it, it's been very inspiring to see how all of the actors have acknowledged the positive benefits that such um, a collaborative model could bring, aligning uh, their sectors with national policy objectives, yet identifying what challenges and what strategic research and innovation agenda needs there are to address within their own particular national circumstances. Thank you so much, David. It's fascinating how powerful are the stakeholder network and, and how you are discussing this important subject of aquaculture in several scales and how to implement it. It's really nice. Thank you for sharing. Now, Marisa, could you tell us what you are focused on on, on your research, please? I'm working on the Horizon 2020 EU-funded Astral project, where Astral stands for All Atlantic Sustainable, Profitable and Resilient Aquaculture. And I'm working on this as part of my postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Cape Town Biological Sciences Department, in close collaboration with the South African Department of Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment. The broader aim of the project is to develop sustainable aquaculture across the Atlantic, by drawing from Integrated Multitrophic Aquaculture, or IMTA, facilities in South Africa, Brazil, Ireland, Scotland, as well as a prospective IMTA in Argentina. The IMTA concept is that the byproducts from the cultivation of one species is used as an input for another, uh, that is being cultivated in an integrated way. Specifically in South Africa, our lab focuses on the integrated aquaculture of a local abalone species with the green seaweed ulva at Bifulyach's abalone farm, which is a commercial operation where the nutrients in the wastewater of the abalone is used as a fertilizer for the seaweed, and then the seaweed is used as a supplementary feed for the animals. The seaweed also bioremediates the water, which means that some of the water can be returned to the animals, which reduces the farm's pumping costs and environmental impacts as well. Our team focuses on assessing the impacts of this practice on water quality parameters, 
the microbiome of the system, the performance of the organisms being cultivated, as well as animal and system health. New aquaculture species development is another focal area of ours, and we are assessing best practices for sea urchin cultivation in an integrated way with seaweed, as well as the use of sea urchin waste to improve the circularity of these IMTA systems in terms of what goes in and what goes out. Ultimately, we are hoping to contribute towards the development of aquaculture solutions to reduce waste and further develop the industry alongside our partners in the project who are work working on various interesting things around IMTA, including new monitoring tools, assessing risks and environmental impacts, as well as assessing socioeconomic uh, policy and societal factors. Thank you, Marisa. Very interesting work and in how connected is also with policymaking and the industry sector. Thank you for sharing. And now, Eileen, could you tell us about your work? Yes, of course. Hi, everyone. So I am a doctor in marine biology specialized on microbial ecology, currently working as graduate assistant in research and teaching at the University of Toulon in France, but soon moving to the University of Padua in Italy to work on whales and sea turtles microbiota for my next postdoc project. Uh, I have been the French All-Atlantic Ocean Youth Ambassador for two years, what allowed me to be involved in the All-Atlantic Ocean Research Alliance and promote the durability of marine resources. I also worked on aquaculture and particularly on oyster farming since I did my PhD on the influence of biodiversity on the Pacific oyster disease risk in Brittany. The aim was to propose better management measures for oyster farming in long terms, integrate biodiversity in coastal environments. So I was part of international committees for mitigating farmed by valve disease and I met a lot of aquaculture professionals during this experience. Notably, my PhD was included in the Vivaldi European project for Horizon 2020. Thank you, Eileen. Really nice to hear about your work as well, as your role as All Atlantic Youth Ambassadors and how this is connected with the joint pilot actions as well. Thank you so much for sharing. And also thank you very much, all of you, for setting the stage for us to discuss. I would like to ask you, in your experiences, how do technology and innovation foster collaboration opportunities in the field of aquaculture across the Atlantic region? Thank you, Mariana. Well, I think we foster collaboration uh, in a number of ways. Um, the first one to flag um, a research project. We've obviously heard about some of the specific work there that um, uh, Marissa and Aline uh, have been working on and, and, and continue to work on. And the research projects really um, uh, take in a number of different areas from quite specific um, uh, topics. Uh, looking at uh, aspects of um, pathogens or, or aquatic animal health and welfare to much uh, more global or transnational um, issues such as uh, changes to climate, uh, changes to weather patterns or, or ocean acidification. And particularly in those transnational areas, there are obviously um, requirements for collaboration. There are other aspects of um, research and knowledge transfer collaboration and here we might be looking um, at examples of uh, skills, advice or expertise or, or knowledge transfer on husbandry, uh, aspects of engineering or other issues uh, such as aquaculture education or capacity building within the sector. 
There's another area that's been emerging much more prevalently recently, um, looking at uh, shared resources uh, between uh, nations in the Atlantic region uh, and how uh, different actors within our sector can collaborate improving these shared resources. And here I would flag aspects um, such as uh, using technology for satellite mapping, for the identification of zoning and site allocation, or um, the many benefits that will be brought um, through, for example, the development um, of a digital twin of the ocean, something that um, we've all been collaborating on. Collaborative opportunities aren't only, however, uh, in the area of research, um, knowledge transfer and, and shared resource. One of the things that technology platforms um, represent is that we're industry-led. So I think here it would be appropriate for me to flag the commercial opportunities uh, that are also being identified between regions uh, and between producers. And indeed, in the work that we've been undertaking through the JPA, there has been um, significant commercial consideration between different actors across the Atlantic Basin. Thank you, David. Really nice to see this technology-driven uh, research and development these initiatives that you are focusing. Also, how collaboration really can foster this innovation process. And it's really nice to see and hear about that in the Atlantic region. And Marisa, what's your point of view about this question? How do you think technology innovation can, can foster these collaborative and cooperation opportunities? Yeah, I agree with David. As you mentioned, platforms like the one we are discussing today, working towards technology development, drives collaboration between uh, various stakeholders. I think that the development of aquaculture technology together with industry to meet industry needs is also one of the ways that collaboration opportunities are fostered. Um, in the Stroll project, uh, a multidisciplinary approach to aquaculture research is resulting in a collaborative technology development and knowledge sharing uh, environment, both on a local and international level amongst researchers and industry, which would otherwise often function in silos or in isolation. There's also something to be said about the educational opportunities that arise as new technology is developed and when innovative solutions are found to the current problems that society is facing, such as climate change and uh, fears around food security. And as part of the All-Atlantic Youth Ambassadorship, uh, where we aim to promote ocean stewardship, we have also developed an educational booklet series linked to the Blue Schools Joint Action about oceanic cycles, ocean pollution and solutions, and food security, uh, all of which will be available on the All-Atlantic website soon. The collaborated nature of the Research Alliance platform allows us to disseminate this information in a broader way, reaching communities across the Atlantic and beyond. And on that note, within the Stroll project, we are also developing educational materials and games on integrated aquaculture that can be used in schools and through collaboration uh, could reach the youth in areas that may not previously have had access to this information, stimulating uh, ocean literacy. And as more than 50% of the seafood consumed globally is produced in aquaculture, these educational materials can result in an improved understanding of our seafood production systems and how they are developing, changing and improving. Thank you, Marisa. It's really interesting to hear more about how you are creating this culture of knowledge transferring and it's really valuable expertise being shared with 
all of the stakeholders involved in the aquaculture sector and beyond. And it's really nice to see. Thank you so much for sharing. And Eline, how are, are you thinking about that, uh, the collaboration opportunities for technology and innovation? Well, I agree uh, with everything that has been said uh, before with David and Marissa. I would say also that technology and innovation in aquaculture can bridge countries to ensure global surveys and the sharing of data to plan a sustainable exploitation of marine resources in the future. For example, on bivalve aquaculture, that's what I know the best, the establishment of surveillance and mortality monitoring networks provides a global picture of the survival of stocks or the progression of disease, and it allows committees of professionals to come together to discuss the best ways to mitigate threats and ensure a sustainable resource. It also allows scientists to present their findings and their results to commonly decide on the best management methods for aquaculture exploitations. Thank you, Eileen. And now that you mentioned this uh, properly managed measures for the aquaculture industry, I would like to ask you, all of you, um, why is international cooperation necessary also for supporting this idea of sustainable aquaculture? And how can the Atlantic Ocean serve as a model for this stakeholder cooperation in the aquaculture industry? Really, I think this is the key question. Um, so when I answer this, I'm going to say, let's go back to the basics. And from my perspective, it's all about the production of food. Um, we heard um, Marissa talk earlier about food security there, and that's really key. It's all about the production of food or ingredients for feed or uh, for high value products, um, uh, which can be extracted, such as uh, nutraceutical um, or pharmaceutical use. And I think sometimes that message gets lost. Um, we're all aware, I'm sure, of the reports, um, such as the FAO State of World Fisheries and Aquaculture, highlighting the essential role that aquatic foods will have in feeding the global population in the future, uh, and how aquaculture will be uh, the principal source of those aquatic foods. I think we need to consider it from an international perspective um, as well, because seafood is the world's largest traded food commodity. Uh, and looking at this from a European perspective, as, as a representative of a European technology platform, uh, and depending on what statistics you look uh, and reference, Europe imports 70% of um, the seafood products we consume, but European aquaculture accounts for only 2% of global aquaculture production. Yet, at the same time, Europe is a leader in many fields concerning aquaculture, particularly with regard to research, um, with the development of equipment, and also in linked areas such as the development of governance methodologies, of um, aquaculture regulation, of codes of practice, of husbandry practices, and so forth. Uh, so there is an interesting balance there uh, between what we consume, what we produce, uh, and linked areas within the value chain where uh, we also have a, a, an international um, uh, collaborative role. In terms of all of that, then, uh, the Atlantic has vast potential in terms of collaboration, both in terms of uh, exchange of knowledge and expertise, but also in terms of developing and supporting each other 
in the creation of local and regional aquatic food systems. These will vary between um, different Atlantic nations, um, between North Atlantic and South Atlantic, between Eastern and West shore coasts. Um, but there is a clear role that we can all have in the mutual support, um, as I say, of that food system approach of integrating uh, aquatic foods uh, into our supply chains, diets uh, and food systems. When you go back and think that aquaculture is about food security and it's always important to remember that and, and how this food system approach that you mentioned is really important when we, we look at the Atlantic as a whole system and a whole community that we share. We are sharing resources and it's not always easy to discuss this, but it's always important since we are talking about food. Marisa, what do you think about, about this subject and international cooperation for sustainable aquaculture and our context in the Atlantic Ocean? I think that initiatives and platforms like this joint action, ETIP, the Stroll project, and our sister project, Aquavite, to name a few that fall under the uh, All-Atlantic umbrella, are all really good examples of why international cooperation is necessary for the development of sustainable aquaculture. These types of cooperative initiatives that involve many countries and many partners stimulates the development of aquaculture as it allows different regions to gain access to specialties and effective knowledge transfer that may have otherwise not been possible. By working together across geographical borders and assessing aquaculture production methods and development in the global south and north, uh, we as a research and aquaculture community stand to learn a lot from each other and develop capacity in and across regions to better support and contribute to the aquaculture sector and food security, as David mentioned as well. These international collaborations have also allowed for engagements with a broad range of aquaculture stakeholders, including the public, aquaculture producers, industry, policymakers, academia, and researchers, to better understand the current perspectives and needs of these stakeholders, which can in turn contribute to the meaningful and impactful development of a sustainable aquaculture industry. Thank you, Marisa. And how innovative technologies are very useful to enhance productivity, but and also to think about the environmental impacts and how we can support this aquaculture technology and innovation system in a food security way. And now, Eileen, can you share your thoughts about this question with us? Yes, of course. Uh, in my mind, international cooperation is essential, as it has been said, uh, to share the actual knowledge on the current state of ecosystems and also to reinforce the will to preserve marine resources and marine environments. Aquaculture consists, of course, on food resource, but also on an invaluable resource for science and medicine. And that's why it is fundamental to preserve it for the future and exploit it sustainably. So by pulling solutions and thinking globally, we can find consensus to solve current issues related to aquaculture activities. In this perspective, Atlantic Ocean is a good model that brings together several countries to get stakeholders to think jointly about the current oceanic issues and work together to find 
common solutions to meet their respective needs at the best. So I think this is really important today to think with a global view for the entire planet. And for this, the international cooperation on ocean research and innovation is a very good example of how it can work. We, in this conversation, are sharing knowledge and, and cooperating to discuss a little bit of the aquaculture industry across the Atlantic region and how these cooperation efforts really can contribute to the growth and the sustainability of this field. And your experiences with the joint pilot actions and the aquaculture research in general are very, very interesting. And thank you for sharing with us your points of view. It was a great opportunity to learn more about this topic. I would like to thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you very much, Mariana. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say is thank you very much uh, for asking me to take part uh, in this podcast. Um, it's been very enjoyable to talk through some of the issues with you all. I think my parting words uh, would be to say that the consideration uh, of multi-stakeholder platforms within uh, the Atlantic region, uh, which has been facilitated through this JPA uh, within the anchor um, CSA, it's very much the starting point. This is not the end of the work we've been doing. Uh, we've been undertaking stakeholder mapping um, and uh, workshop activity uh, in Brazil and in South Africa, but there are many other nations um, that we would like to engage with and include uh, in future work. And I very much hope um, that ongoing uh, multi-stakeholder platform development activities uh, will be included within the Atlantic Collaboration um, Network. We've seen increased support for multi-stakeholder platform development through publications such as uh, the FAO reports on fisheries and aquaculture and how to promote support and develop the sector. Uh, I hope that we can engage in supporting that. And we certainly, uh, on behalf of my own organization, uh, look forward to supporting future development in this area. Thank you, David. And I'm looking forward to know more about the future of the platform and all of the work you are doing. That it's very, very interesting and amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for this discussion today. It was really interesting hearing everybody's views. Um, I really look forward to seeing how the industry develops and how we can continue to work together to ensure the sustainable development of the industry and hope we can continue sharing knowledge across borders. Thank you. Thank you. As well, thank you for inviting me here today. It's really important to share ideas on ocean issues. And for us, early career researchers, it is always important to raise our voice, to be heard, and to be part of the discussions, to share also our vision. So thank you very much for organizing this podcast. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And... You can now listen to the other episodes of the All Athletic Podcast, including the first season on YouTube, on Spotify, and at allatlanticocean.org, where is also lots of information about the joint pilot actions. Thank you so much. See you soon and bye-bye. <laughs>